All right, y'all. It is uh, the Betting Academy Hoops Edition. Big Perf. We're back after All-Star break. I don't know if you could actually call that a break. And I know the, the players that played slash didn't play would, would agree with us. Um, but we're back. So it's it's mid-season. We're going into sort of the dog days of March in the NBA, right? Um, but we got college basketball popping up on us soon. So, Perk, I want to ask you just as we close out All-Star, what's your what was your biggest takeaway, I guess, from the from the Sunday festivities of, of All-Star? Um, besides my biggest takeaway was how much joy I saw with LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Damian Lillard, right? I seen so much joy, like, especially between Braun and Steph. Like, it seems like they want to play with each other but before this is all said and done. I'm not the only person that peaked this. Like, it was, it was a lot of joy, a whole lot of camaraderie, just some kids from Akron. I was feeling this shit, me personally. Like, okay, cool. I, let's make this happen. Like, let's see Braun, let's see Steph before their careers are done. Man, I'm so happy you just said that because we could bash all day on three-point and dunk, be an anti-climatic. But the best thing that happened from All-Star Weekend was that LeBron was giving Steph his flowers. Mm. I, I saw that Steph and Dame can coexist, and of course they can because it's about the town business, number one. And number two, that, <laughs> that beef between them is just some, some bullshit-ass made-up Twitter NBA Twitter beef. So there is there is none, but I mean the debate between them. But LeBron is trying to recruit Steph to the Lakers. Am I right? That's what we're seeing here, maybe? I, I mean, yeah, but I'm like, would Steph ever leave Golden State? But that's that's what I that's what I got from it. I don't know what the everybody else was looking at, but from what I got was them guys playing with great joy, Braun challenging Steph to pull up from the logo. Braun actually leaving the door. You, you Look, one thing about Braun, right? People talk about him being a GM. Well, he was a great GM because I thought he's going to take – that's another story. I thought he's going to take Steph with the number one pick. He took Giannis because he know Giannis is going to go all out, right, full-fledged, don't even think about rest, period. He's just going to attack it with the same mindset, mindset if it was a regular season game. I'm looking at Steph, though. Braun sits out, and Braun is deferring to Steph in the first half. like. Do your thing. I think he was actually like really kind of wanting Steph to win that all-star MVP and wanted to see like, hey, look, to show you like Braun to me, and this is just my own opinion. He always have like this, uh, this, this, his mind is working always like 10 steps. Yeah. Yeah, 10 steps ahead of everyone else. And I'm looking, I'm like, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, see, we're we're eye to eye, and I, you know, I'll take that that further. Like, you're right. LeBron picked Giannis first, knowing KD was gonna have to take Kyrie, knowing that Steph would fall right in his lap with his second pick. He didn't need to take Steph, for he got the MVP plus the MVP plus he is the MVP in his first three picks. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and and you know what, M- Michael Michael Sicoli, who's on with us, Michael, tell us tell. A bet to the future, right? These are things that we that we wish we could bet on in Vegas. Tell us what you what you put for Steph being a part of the Lakers organization next year. By the way, Perk, Steph's contract is up 2022. You would think the Warriors max extend him, but 2022, that's like tomorrow. So Michael, odds that Steph Curry is a Laker in 2022. What do you got? I think I gave you a hundred to one for that. Uh, so he gave so last time he we did this with Dame, he gave us 50 to one. 
double that for Steph. I actually think Steph is two times more likely to be, because Steph's contract is up in 2022. Would he leave? I don't know. If he leaves, he's probably leaving 50 million on the table because Warriors can can make him the best. But so what? So what? what? So what? He's already making a half a billion from Under Armour. Who cares? And he's got his own his own brand, like like Jordan brand. He's got the Curry brand now. Like play with LeBron and bring it, bring it. Just have, dude. Just enjoy that joy and do that for a whole year. Steph Curry finishing his career in the Lakers jersey in LA with LeBron and Anthony Davis would be. I mean, that would probably add another three or four years on to however many years LeBron was thinking about playing. I mean, I'm just getting chills thinking about it because that would be must-see TV every single night. That game would have to be – they would possibly break a record and have 82 games on television because everyone yeah. would want to see that. What's their record? Would they Would they eclipse the Warriors, Bulls? You know, would they 72-9? and nine, Like, what do you think their record would be? I, I don't think so because if they were younger, I would see it happen. If, because they would be older and, like, you're looking at Steph, he probably will be, what, 33, 34, and then Braun will be 37, 38. I wouldn't see them playing that many minutes or that many games, but they will for sure top 60 wins easily. Yeah, you're right. I mean, now we have load management, so it's like we're never going to maybe see that again. But, you know, and and Joel just hinted me to something. I, I was going there, too. I actually think Clay Thompson could be a Laker and I don't know I don't know the money if I don't think Steph and Clay could both be Lakers while LeBron and AD are there. Clay's a LA boy though. His dad, right? My, my, Michael Thompson was the one who was talking about like one of them to the Lakers splitting up the Splash Brothers. What if you didn't have to split up the Splash Brothers? What if Clay and Steph could both come and play in LA with LeBron? I don't know if AD, I don't know. AD signing one year deals, right? So we don't even know how long AD is going to be a Laker, right? No, AD's penciled in. But doesn't he have all with that with that opt out that one year? Yeah, opt-out, like, I mean that's like- just because I mean he's penciled in, right? And I and I feel like listening to Jeannie Bust the other day on first tape, she is more concerned with making sure she do right by the organization and making sure the Lakers are going right in the right direction. She's more so like wanting to make sure that her daddy would be pleased and happy with the job she's doing as being the governor of the Lakers, and, and I feel her on that. So I think she would do everything in her power to make this happen. I really do. I think Steph could be insurance in case AD bounces. I don't think AD bounces, but because, like, why would he? Where's he but, going? I mean, I don't know. Mon- just more money. He's younger, right? Like, LeBron ain't going nowhere. And by the way, we got Space Jam, Space Jam Legacy, Space Jam 2, whatever it's called. Did you see the new, the new, the, the new uniforms? I'm going to show, I'm going to hold it up here, see if you can see it. I want to get your take on it, but let's, we should do an over under as to what Space Jam Legacy pulls its first, first weekend box office. They're going to be in theaters in July plus HBO Max. But, but I think whatever it is, I take the under just because of COVID, right? I don't know. No, COVID where? I mean, everything is open in Texas. I just, I just passed by the movie theaters, G, and I'm telling you, it is rocking, okay? Oh. Like, it was jam-packed. Like, Texas is 100% open. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, for sure, people are going, I'm taking the over. Yeah. Okay. Well, Space shit. Jam, like, Space you Jam, go. you got to understand, like, Space Jam was, how many times you didn't watch that movie? A lot. I, wa- I watch it every time I'm on a plane, too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All a the space- time. Space Jam 2 remake, like you want to see this. Like, cause because for the cam for the cameos alone. Yeah, because look, 
the haters are, are going to want to see it just because they want to see like either like they want to see if they can critique it or hate on it and say, oh, nah, it's BS or, you know, even the fans want to see it. So that's why I'm like, I think it will go over because the 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 fans, the LeBron fans and the LeBron haters want to see Space Jam 2. All the MJ fans want to see it too so they can go back and say, nah, that wasn't shit. Yeah, and also having it on HBO Max, you're allowed, I mean, people can still stay at home and watch it. Uh, so yeah, so Joel's telling us original Space Jam made 27 and a half mil in the opening weekend. Perk, check out these uniforms, Toon Squad. What do you think of these? I love it. I love that? it. We, yeah, we actually we actually just beat a team that actually wet is from for from Kingston uh 9U with my 2030 class. We beat the number two ranked team out of California that's called the squad. And they wear this same color jersey right here. The squad like the same jersey. We it's like that hip, it's like that hypnotic pinwheel type of shit. Like you yeah. look at it and you're like, Ugh. I could see kids like wanting to go buy this after the movies. Yeah, I do too. I think but you're I gonna see, see adults trying to swag that up. Like the hood, let me tell you something. The hood, I could see them trying to <laughs> try to go get this the jersey with some jeans and some some fresh pair of kicks to wear yeah. to the club. Like, you know, the hood where you walk in there and you smell black and miles. Yeah. That's like that vibe. You got the sw- the sw- <laughs> you got the swap the swap the swap meat um the, like the swap meat like renditions of the jersey. Hey, yeah. but I think look Space Jam and what is it Warner or Universal now should just sponsor Sierra Canyon. Sierra Canyon should just be wearing these unis come next year. Like that would be so dope if Lil Bronny. And by the way, I think we're gonna have to talk about the odds that Bronny James will play with his dad in two years as a Laker. I think Michael's gonna set some odds to that. You 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 don't think it's gonna happen? I mean, they, he has to get drafted, right? But we'll see. Right. He has right. to get drafted, and the Lakers got to be somewhere in that in that area, which I don't think they will be. Yeah, because like, they're so good, especially if they get Steph Curry. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to think. I, I'm thinking he's going to sprout up another five or six inches before his senior year. Like, because he's, he's on the path of LeBron. Like, LeBron, literally, like, his sophomore, ninth grade sophomore year, he was that size. I mean, you know. And he just he just kept growing three or four yeah. inches every single summer. So yeah. he's gonna sprout up and he's gonna be he's gonna be a first round. Like you gotta think he's going top 20 for sure. And that's just saying right now. Maybe like maybe Lakers, you know, maybe Genie in, in doing, you know, what's right for LeBron, they move up to try to snag him. Yeah, That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They trade Anthony Davis, right? Uh, oh, for God. <laughs> Only in a three-way if they're getting clay at that point, or right. Steph's already there. Um, all right, let's let's move through a couple of things because we only have two games tonight, which is totally fine. Everyone's sort of getting back in the swing of thing. Like I said, this was not a break for anybody. Uh, by the way, I heard a lot of NBA players were down in Miami over the break, but I'm not I'm not naming names. Let's just talk real quick, Andre Drummond, because everybody's talking about Blake Griffin to the Nets and what that maybe does to their title contention and maybe what that does to their futures. Drummond. Drummond could go to the Lakers or the Nets. We think those are the front runners. And it just so happens that those are the two favorites to win the NBA Finals. Nets at plus 300, the Lakers the favorite at plus 280. That they're like neck and neck. So if it, Michael Michael throw us what you think um bet to the future odds for Drummond going to LA and going to Brooklyn. The Nets at 14 to 1 and then the Lakers we have at 6 to 1. All right. You got to you got to put a hot thousand you got to put a hot thousand on Drummond to the Lakers. There's no way he's going to the Nets. All right, there's no room for him over there right now. The the Lakers need him. 
It's a need for him, not just a want, but it's a need for him. They need that center that's going to be a live threat at the basket because they miss JaVale McGee and the, and the White Howard. They need that anchor on the defensive end, a guy that, you know, when guys attack the basket, they're going to be looking for Drummond because he's coming to help side, weak side, shot block. So I think right now the need is, is what he needs and he's most wanted is the Lakers. Like you, okay, you go to the to the Nets and what happened? Yeah. You got DeAndre Jordan, you got Claxton, you got Blake Griffin, Steve Nash may go small and put KD at the five. Like to me, I'm I'm so confident that I'm putting a thousand on that six to one odds with drum headed to the lake. It seems unfair. Like the rich just keep on getting richer. The Lakers are just gonna get better. Question for you if the Lakers are plus two eighty right now to win it all, if they get Andre Drummond, what do we think that their odds get to? And plus even? even? They're plus two probably like plus one sixty. Okay, well that'll it, be interesting. Yeah, because because they have to. We have to see it. We got to make sure it works. We have to make that everyone have to make sure that Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond is going to be a star in his role, right? Like yeah. we don't we don't want to see the Andre Drummond trying to in and out people at the top of the key. Like we don't want to see dribbling that. off his knee at that. Yeah, elbow we want to see quick dribble handoffs. We want to see pick and rolls being a dynamic roller to the basket. Like, that's the type of shit we want to see out of Andre Drummond. So we have to see that, which I think going to a contender changes everything for him, and he will buy into his role. Andre Drummond is one wrong trade away from being on Shaq to the full every week. Like, if he goes to the Nets, I don't know, but if he goes to the Lakers, they'll keep him in line. No dribbling from the top of the key, dog. Like, get down on the block. Get on the other end of that oop for you. But Perk, you you always bring up a really fair point about the Cavs maybe not wanting to help the Lakers and not wanting to help LeBron. Do do they do they send Drummond to the Lakers? The Cavs. Well, I, here's the thing. I don't see. I don't see. I see the Cavs knowing they front office. I see them exploring all options. Oh, uh, if they don't get what they want, then they'll just buy them out. Yeah. That's when that's the that's when the Lakers come involved on the bow because. I just can't see the Lakers putting together pieces and enough money or whatever, or making it work to send Drummond. Like I, I, I can't see the numbers adding up. Not unless they involve another team, a third team, or whatever the case may be. But I see Drummond hitting the buyer market, and I see the Lakers picking them up. Yeah, I think Nets kind of, kind of blew it. I want to say like blew their load, but that's a little crass. Like, why'd you get Blake? You should have just waited for Andre Drummond. Like, I I just did. I didn't get the Blake the Blake Griffin move, and I love. I'm a huge Blake Griffin fan. Just, but just as a basketball, he's a he's a shooter now. No dunks this season. Was in purgatory in Detroit. I just think Blake to the Nets does absolutely nothing for their futures, for their the the odds for them to you know to win it to win a title or just to to be a better basketball team team at all. I, I don't know. Maybe they got worse. I honestly like that's how I feel about it. No, I'm with you on it. I'm actually, before I was listening to you, I'm just looking at my college stuff right now. Oh, I know. You can't wait. We're going to get our boy Drew on here. Let's let's just get right to um, the two games we have tonight. Let's just see what we think about them, and then we'll take a break and get Drew on here. Uh, tonight we have um, the Wizards, your boy Russ and Brad uh, at the Grizz. Uh, John Morant. John Morant, the carry-on award winner, the first annual carry-on award winner. Uh, let's see. FanDuel has that line. Memphis is the favorite, three-point favorite at home. Wizards coming into town. What do you think there? I like the Grizzlies, okay? I like yeah. the Grizzlies for the game. 
Last time these two teams played, the Grizzlies smacked them up. I'm talking about beat the Wizards bad. Almost, I think, by like 30 or something. So I like I like the Grizzlies at home. I uh no Scott Brooks for right now, right? Well, and also I was gonna I was gonna say the Grizzlies had no no one at All Star, right? So they had a nice nicer break. I think that's right. I mean, you had Beal for sure at All Star, so he didn't get much of a break. But the Grizzlies are, should be well rested, no? Yeah, they should. Yeah. They should be. Yeah. All right. Um, Spurs Mavericks at in Dallas. Mavericks are four point favorites according to Fando. What do you think about that one? Hey, by the way, Demar Derozan has been super super disrespected. Didn't get named an all-star when Mike Conley did in Devin Booker's absence, right? Yo, DeMar is so underrated and disrespected. He's got to have something like a vendetta for tonight, right? Especially yeah. going up against Luka. Yeah, he, he has to, but the, the Spurs are just not better than the Mavericks. Okay. And I I, I mean, you know what? I would. You're right. I would take the Spurs in this. I would take the Spurs. Like, I'm thinking about Greg Popovich. I'm thinking about those wing defenders that they have at point guard and Murray. I do like that. DeMar DeRozan, right now, he should be on a mission to say, you know what? I'm going to make all NBA. Yeah. If the Spurs get in the playoffs, like, he got to make all NBA. I, I like the Spurs tonight. I like the Grizzlies. I don't love it, but I like both of them. I don't yeah, love I, them. They're yeah. not a slam dunk, but I like both of them. I mean, I don't like either game tonight. Like, lo- I don't love either game, but I do think the Spurs uh, at four-point dogs are going to come out and-, and get this win. Certainly cover, but definitely get this win tonight in Dallas because I just think – and you tell me, like, this break wasn't much of a break, but another team that's going to be rested. They've got a great coach to make some adjustments. I- Luka dogged all-star, man. I don't even know why he he showed up there. So, he didn't um, want to play. He looked uh, like – then go home and, and have a commissioner name DeMar DeRozan to the team then. Yeah, Stay home. somebody else that would want to play and step up to the plate. Like, that was – what he did was unacceptable. Well, and, and here's another. Here's some more at Fuel to the Fire. Spurs are 6-1 and one against the spread, by the way, as the away underdog, which they are tonight. That's like uh, – that's 85% of the time they're covering the season. So, I think it's I'll a take, good bet. I'll take the Spurs. It always get heated between the Spurs and the Dallas and the sure. Mavericks. So I'll take the Spurs. Battle for Texas. So, so, right. so we're going to take Memphis and we're going to yep. take the Spurs. Memphis at home, Spurs away. Yep. For the game. Yeah. Again, again, I don't love it. I like it, though. But I, so I, I like, the, I like the Spurs. I like the Spurs more and more now that we know they're 6-1 and one against the spread as the away underdog. Yeah, I, like I can see that. I can see that. All right. We're, we got blessed. Tomorrow we have some lines up. We got the Celtics and Brooklyn Nets. You see that according to Fandle, Nets three point favorite against your C's. We think of that one. I like that one. We got we got Minnesota, New Orleans tomorrow. Is night. KD back? I don't think so. I mean, already? I we I think we would have heard. I haven't heard anything about him being back. I mean, I don't know. I'm just asking. But I, I would stay away from that game. Okay. Because well, because Boston, you they are on a four game winning streak before well, they are on a four game winning streak heading into the all-star break. Kimball was finally playing well. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum was doing their thing. I would stay away from it, me, period. I just wouldn't know. If KD was back, I still would stay away from it because yeah. he could go either way. I don't think that it would be a down-the-stretch game, though. I think it's going to be a blowout either way. Like, I think right. it's going to be lopsided. Yeah. 
I actually think the Celtics were playing really well before the break, and, and hopefully they can continue their run. They're three-point dogs on the road. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know about that one. The other one I just wanted to touch on for you tomorrow night, Milwaukee, 10-point favorites against the surprising above 500 New York Knicks. That's 10 points. Is, I don't know. I might take the Knicks to cover there. Might. You got to take the Knicks. Okay. Yep. The Knicks been covered. Like, yep. what's they odds? What they've been covering. Like, yeah. Well, they're the Knicks are the Knicks right now plus 10. 10 point yeah, underdogs you tomorrow night. That. You gotta take the Knicks tomorrow night for the game. For sure. Okay. We'll take a quick break from the Betting Academy Hoops Edition. We'll be right back. One of the things I love about betting on basketball is I'm always finding new player props or game props that I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. It's called a same game parlay bet, and you can only find them on FanDuel. Some things I like in same game parlay bets, there's so many NBA market options. You got player point total, rebounds, assists, etc. You can root for your favorite players too. You can create your own player focused parlay. You get the chance to put a small bet down and win big. Odds are high, which results in great payouts, of course. You can include NBA money lines, point spreads, props, and more. So whether you're new or use FanDuel Sportsbook every day, check out NBA Same Game Parlays daily. Same Game Parlays are just one reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets, exclusive always-on promotions such as enhanced odds boosts on the biggest events to let you get more action out of every game day, plus different deposit options so you know your dollars are safe. And if you win, they get you your winnings safely in as little as 24 hours. So if you haven't tried FanDuel Sportsbook yet, new users get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000. Just place a bet and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. That's crazy. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and use the promo code BETTINGACADEMY at sign up. Remember, that's promo code BETTINGACADEMY. Disclaimer, it's 21 and up and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Virginia. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, TN Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, or you can visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Yo, what's up, you guys? We're back. We're back. It's uh, the Betting Academy Hoops Edition. We just took a quick little break, and we want to welcome in a good friend, Drew Crookston. Let me tell you a little bit about Drew. Schaefer the Sharp Crookston, right? Drew's part of a tree. <laughs> that's, that's what's up. Drew's part of a trio of amazing sports bettors, the West Coast Gamblers. They're part yeah. of, Drew, correct me if I'm wrong, it's, it's the Evergreen Podcast Network, right? That's correct. That's correct. You tell us, because you're, you're better at this than I am. Tell us what's up. No, so thanks for having thanks for having me on, G and Perk, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. We are the West Coast Gamblers. I am Shaper the Sharp. My co-host Tony Cavallo, Tony Squares, and Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, yeah, um, Dangles for short. You gotta love um, Italian. Oh. You gotta love Italian names. You gotta love it. <laughs> I always butcher it. I always butcher it. But uh, we're the West Coast Gamblers, man. We cover all sports. We kind of specialize in the NFL, but we're branching off now. We got March Madness coming off. I'm gonna try to educate you guys a little bit about some golf betting. We got some player props coming. Mm-hmm. 
So we're coming in hot. Check us out, West Coast Gamblers. Yes, West Coast Gamblers. We're going to drop some social on that. All right, Perk is bit is like chomping to get into some college ball. So maybe we start there first. We can do some player props and we'll end with golf. How does that sound? Drew. That's perfect. What's happening? What's up, Perk? So look, sometimes I get hung, right? I call them slam dunks, but sometimes I get hung. Or I may blow it because I don't go up with two hands and I may try to go up with one and cock it back too far. So sometimes these hit, all right? Most of the time they hit, it's a 60% chance it's going to hit. These are my slam dunks for the day, and I get it. It's March Madness, college tournaments everywhere, but I feel confident in these picks, all right? So here it is. Starting off, we got Butler against Xavier, all right? Xavier are, are, are giving up six and a half. So Butler is a six-point a six, no, six underdog, excuse me. Taking Xavier first half, okay? Xavier first half. They have a pro over there by the name of Shrugs. He cannot be guarded, okay? He is on a mission. And I'm saying this right now. For the tournament, he's going to raise. His stock is going to raise, okay? The the college people are high on him. He's like 6'7", 6'8", wing, can shoot it, can handle it, high IQ for the game. I'm taking Xavier for the half. Next, going down the list. Charlotte versus UTSA, all right? We're taking UTSA for the game. They're giving up five for the game, five points for the game. That's a dead boat lock against Charlotte, okay? Charlotte don't stand a chance. Next in line, we're moving on down. North Carolina against Notre Dame. Watch Notre Dame play yesterday. They didn't impress me. They're missing one of their big men. That's their anchor in the middle. Don't have shot blocking. It took a three at the buzzer for them to win yesterday. I'm taking North Carolina all day. They're giving up six and a half. Take them for the game. It's another dead boat lot. And last but not least, Providence versus DePaul, right? Providence at the half. They're giving up seven for the game, but take them at the half. First half, they're going to beat DePaul. Providence has some impressive wins down the stretch. They got a young core, but when they get hot, they shoot the lights out of the trade ball. This is their moment. They're going to beat the Paul. The Paul really don't have nothing. All you got to do is go zone. They cannot shoot at all, okay? That's my dead boat locks for the day. College tournaments, slam dunks, however you want to call it. What the hell does U- what is what does UTSA even stand for? Does it do we know Charlotte UTSA? That is mad obscure perk. I love when you do that shit because most people don't even know those two schools are college teams. You know what I'm saying? I wow. know I, I, that's and that's crazy, <laughs> right? So UTSA is 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 a San Antonio team. Yeah, University of Texas San Antonio. Yeah, that makes University sense. University of Texas yeah. San Antonio. They got a 20 point score on their team by the name of Jackson, and we all know to average 20 in college. It's basically like averaging 30, 35 in the league. It's hard to average 20 in college, and he's a bucket getter. In college basketball, you need bigs, but they're not required, right? You need great guard play. So if you have great guards that can shoot, make plays, that's what you need in college, they have this. So that's why I'm taking UTSA. Charlotte is not that good at all. Got you. Well, gee, let's Gene and Perk, let's keep it in Texas then. I actually have a bet that we're gonna stay in Texas, Perk's home state. And Perk, I did this intentionally for you, man. It's a 10 p.m. tip, Conference USA. I did this intentionally because what we're about to see in this basketball game, it's gonna get ugly. I'm shape of the sharp. I like to get dirty, roll in the mud, plug your nose, close your eyes. This pick is ugly, and I'm telling you, 
put the kids to bed because this content will not be suitable for children. This game is nasty. Okay. I'm going to the middle Tennessee oh. against North Texas mean green, North Texas mean green, middle Tennessee. They literally are five and 13. If I had to describe their basketball team in two words, it would be, they suck. They're not good. Also, they have 91 points for 100, per, 100 possessions, which is almost dead last in Ken Palm in Division One. All right, their under has hit seven out of the last nine games. North Texas has gone under the last four games. Now, I'm looking at a total of 126.5. Now, that's that scares me because North Texas is 15-point favorites. Sometimes in, these, it, sometimes in these big spreads, as you know, there can be blowouts. Team can kind of give up, start shooting some threes, a foul fest at the end, even if it's competitive. But I did a little research. Uh-oh. So the so last four it. games. Go ahead. Last four games, Kurt. Middle Tennessee, their point total in the first half, 22, 24, 22, mm. 18. That is not your high school stat line from Clifton Austin High. That is a Division One basketball team's first half total. <laughs> you look at North Texas' first half total, their last four games, 28, 26, 33. 34. You add those two together, combine these two teams in the first half, the last four games are averaging a whopping, plug your nose, 51.7 points in the first half. I'm looking that under in that first half, 10 p.m. tip, Conference USA, 59. I'm either going to look really stupid or really, really, really smart the first time in the betting academy. I'm going under mm. 59 first half, North Texas mean green against Middle Tennessee in your home state, in Frisco, Texas. At the old uh, at Ford Center at the Star. Oh, well, Julian, answer this. So, if you if you taking the under, right? Let me let me mm -hmm. let me check this real quick. So the under, and I I agree with you, Gia. Tell you, I'm not good at over and unders. Okay, I like how you just. I love how you broke that down. Let me ask you this: Middle Middle Tennessee. You basically said they suck, right? They do. They do. Correct. Okay. And I agree with you. So. They're giving up 16, right, for the game. They're getting 16 for the game. Yes. Are you taking, are you, are you taking North Texas uh, at the half, giving up nine? Because I actually like that bet. See, I think if the spread's at 15, what I think, if you're going to beat a team for 20 minutes, you're going to beat a team for 40 minutes. We already know that Middle Tennessee, they can't score. Their second average score averages like seven and a half points a game per. They are bad. They are a sieve offensively. <laughs> North Texas, they can run. And they're not, they're not breaking any records. They're only 13 and nine. But I would lean probably just to lay the big number if you're going to lay any number. Or why don't, we, why don't we chop it? Why don't we put a little half unit on the game total? Or sorry, a, a half unit minus 16 and a half unit on the first half and just try to diversify a little bit. Yeah, I'm with that. And you know what? You just stamped my UTSA bet because guess what? Guess who Charlotte lost to by double figures twice? Middle Who's Tennessee. That? They suck. <laughs> oh my god! I gotta that's, call. I gotta call my. Dude, that's I what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was surprised that UTSA didn't have like it, the spread wasn't larger than six, six and a half. I'm like, what? Like they they've been in some competitive games. Middle Tennessee beat Charlotte in February, in the month of February, by double figures in back-to-back -back games. That's scary. And, Perk, I heard you reference this last podcast, but, you know, back up the Brinkstruck, that's a segment of the West Coast Gamblers. The only thing you missed was a little sound effect. So 
Back up the brink yeah. truck, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you guys? What do you guys? What do you? What are you guys wagering though? Let's get into that. What are we? What are we putting on that? You, what I'm gonna put on? Yeah, I mean, look, I know. Yeah, yeah. let's so do here, what. Here, let's here. do what. Let's do what Perk rolls with, and let's do like what I don't know, Drew. Like we're civilian. We're rolling with you. Drew, yeah. Drew just opened up my eyes, and I actually love North Texas first half giving up nine. I think they're going to be up twenty by the first half. I like the quick money. So yeah. I, I, with me, I'm. Putting twenty two hundred dollars down, North Texas first half, or twenty three hundred to bring back two K. Wow, wow, that's Kirk. That's what I call uh, in my circles a whale play. So I'm not quite a whale yet, but I'm like a, like a flounder. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I might I I might throw you know I might throw a C note on that. Maybe one ten to win a hundred on the North Texas under fifty nine. That's my best bet in uh, in the first half. Another bet I kind of like. You know, Minnesota. They have they have. Uh, uh, Rick, or sorry, not Rick Patino, Richard Patino, Rick's son over there, and they lost their best player, and they have just been looking like themselves. Struggling. Northwestern, they've been struggling. Northwestern, good coach with Chris Collins. They only have to lay one. This kind of a coin flip came. I think I think I might leave Northwestern tonight. What do you think, Kurt? I like Northwestern. I feel like Northwestern have a lot of underrated pros over there. I watched them play. They record like you'll look at their record and say. They're not that good, but don't be fooled by that because that that's fool's goal. They just was in a tough conference. Like, you know what I mean? Playing against Iowa and uh, however many times they played against Iowa and Ohio State and Wisconsin. But they actually have a good squad that could get hot. Like the kid Nance. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me, hold on. It's a lot of kids over there, Northwestern, because I, I started liking them after I watched how they battled uh, – Illinois one time. They really went neck to neck with them at one point early in the season. And they have a Texas boy on there that I like. Cop is an is the knockdown three-point shooter. Nats could get hot. That's his name, by the way. And they do have good guard play. Like they have they could they they have good guard play. They average 71 points, which is pretty high. Like they could get buckets. And Minnesota have been getting smacked lately. Losing their best player, you talking about are you talking about uh, Carr, who averaged nineteen points? They're 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 big. They're big post guy. Yeah. No, well, uh, that's that got to be Roberts. Let me see. Let me see. Let me let me double because check Carr, this real quick. Carr is averaging nineteen points. I didn't know if he was out or not. Like nineteen points. Either way, right? They averaging like nineteen, and then a drop off is to eleven. So really, all you got to do is stop Carr. Exactly. And you look at their last couple of games. I mean, they played Northwestern on February 25th. They got beat by eight. They got beat by Nebraska, who's terrible. They got blown out by Illinois, who obviously is one of the hottest teams in the country, but still not a good look to get beat by 31 any day of the week. They got beat by Maryland. Uh, the last win, I believe, came in February 11th against Purdue. Um, so I'm, a month ago. I'm fading the Golden Gophers. Yeah, I'm, I'm fading the Golden Gophers tonight for sure. Drew, I want to I just go back and drill down on something you said uh, about the Middle Tennessee, North Texas, when we were talking about what you guys would wager, you said you might put a C note on it to win. And, and, and I want you to explain if you could, like, that's an interesting uh, wrinkle in all of this, right? Like we know what, we know what the, the, the lines are, what the numbers are, what they all mean and like who we like and, and the pick we want to make. But sometimes whether you're the most expert gambler or, or, or beginning, you're not quite, when you do the math, you're not quite sure what should I wager, especially if a team is the favorite, especially if the odds are negative, like a, like LaMelo ball for rookie of the year at minus 550. Sure. 
or like Steph Curry as the favorite in the three point competition, he was almost e- even odds. So sometimes it's like, what should I, what should I put down to really make some money back? Right. Yeah, no, it's a good question. G. I mean, obviously if a, if a standard bet is minus minus one ten, that's just a standard tax on any kind of bet that you're going to wager on. So you're risking $110 or $1.10 to win a dollar. doesn't matter the increments. doesn't matter if you're big perk, your shape of the sharp, your G doesn't matter. That that's what it comes down to. You're betting a dollar ten to win every dollar you make. Now, I think some value. Now, obviously, like what you said with Lamelo Ball, currently his rookie is Roy odds are like minus five fifty, which would mean you have to risk five hundred fifty dollars to win one hundred dollars. Yeah. Now, if you're in a position, if you're in a position to risk eleven hundred bucks for two hundred bucks and go to Maestro's for a nice meal, maybe get an appetizer, uh, that'd be great. But Obviously, I think the beginner, the beginner betters, they're not really going to be looking at that. What I like to look at, what we talked about last week, G, is I like to look at player props that have slightly negative odds. Because what that's telling me as a sharp, what I'm reading is you're betting someone to just get their average, just to meet expectations on a nightly basis. Example, I sent you a text last, uh, last Tuesday, I think, Duncan Robinson against the Hawks. His, his three-pointers, over three-pointers made was two and a half. It was juiced at minus 170, meaning you have to lay 170 to win 100 bucks. Right. Now, that may, to a beginner better, for a small, for a small $10, $20 better, they're not going to be looking to make that bet because they're not getting a big return. However, in my opinion, I think that's where some of the biggest value is because you look at Duncan Robinson, it's, he's bas- that's basically saying he's going to hit his average input output tonight. He averages eight threes a game, eight, eight threes attempts. He makes three of them. We hit that bet. Same thing, what yeah. I said, the Oster game, Bradley Beal to outscore Joker. Check this out, Pert. Bradley Beal to outscore Joker in the Oster game was at minus 160. So I laid 160 to win 100 on Bradley Beal to outscore Joker in the Oster game. Now their point total, individual point total, Bradley Beal, 19 and a half points, with juice on the under, meaning you had to pay extra on the under, Djokovic point total, 13 and a half, with juice on the over, meaning you had to pay a little extra right. on the over. So if both of those players hit their average point total, we're winning by six. Hmm. Now, we have to pay $1.60 to play that matchup straight up, but that's literally saying if both these players hit their point total, you're paying that $1.60 tax to win a buck. I'm taking that all day. What I like in this too, yeah. you guys ever go to Chipotle, you get your bowl. You got all the fixings coming up. You're about to check out, and they go, "Get that you know, guac. Throw, throw, throw some, throw some guacamole on there." And they're like, "Well, it's going to be a couple extra bucks. Is that okay?" Hell yes, it's okay. It's guac. Yeah. We're winning. We're making the meal. Player props. If it's if, if if you're getting charged a little bit of juice, just think of it as guac. You got to have it. You yeah. got to have it. You called it insurance, and that really like struck with me because at first I was trying to follow. And look, like I said, we, we can we can learn something new every single day from a different better and their philosophy. And you guys are both quite expert. Um, and so I, I love following what, what you guys are saying and I'm always trying to follow along. And yeah, when you said insurance, like tax, and now you call it guac, I understand what you're saying. It also resonated with me when you when we were talking about Steph Curry to win the three-point competition, which he did, but it wasn't a foregone conclusion. Like that, that you know what I mean? Like you said, I am gambling. I'm going to put t- take the chance that it, it comes down to that final shot that Steph Curry has to make or, or not make. And, and you you put your money on Zach Levine, but you said because that's what gambling is. Like if I just took the favorite here, what was he plus one ten or or plus one thirty? He closed. Or yeah, he closed at plus one ten. He opened yeah. a little higher than that, but yeah. he closed at plus one ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you got the greatest shooter. I mean, I'm. I, 
I, I'm I'm in the Steph camp as the greatest shooter that I've ever seen. I'm so in my mid thirties. No, He's the best. Yeah. He's the goat. He's the goat. I'm, I'm, you know, that's, so, un, that's unanimous here. No pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the best I've ever seen now to, to basically even money to, to beat six guys in this contest and for it to basically come down to the last shot. Yeah. I'm saying before he even shot that shot, we all knew it was going in, but before he even shot that shot, the last ball in the money rack, I'm taking, I'm taking Mike Conley at six to one because yeah. I'm, I'm making six bucks for a buck I spend. Now, Steph Curry obviously had a, a plus one ten, and he won. That's a good bet. I just don't see. I'm looking for value, and just because a plus. Bottom line is just because there's a bet that's plus money doesn't mean there's value, and just because a bet that's negative money that certainly doesn't mean there's not value there either. Let me ask you this, and both of you guys, Lamelo for Rookie of the Year minus five fifty. Uh, we it's it's probably a foregone conclusion, barring any injury, that he is our Rookie of the Year. So what do you put on that? To, to, to get something to get enough back to make you feel like yeah because like that might not be a good bet for a beginner but it also might because it's kind of a sure thing so but again how like you said how much would they have to actually wager to feel like hell yeah man I pulled a jackpot back like I really did the thing so I, I gotta put 50 grand on <laughs> yeah like uh, like uh, I gotta I gotta go all in on on them for show and, and I'm putting up money that's like you know, starting, I got to, I got to go all in. Right. It's a for show bet though. That's yeah. what Floyd do. That's what Floyd does. When puts he money, that's puts right. Puts money right. on himself when he bought, yeah, on the purse. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, for me, it'd be like, you know, look, I'd bet, <laughs> I'd bet 110 bucks to win 20 and then I'd get Chipotle double meat with guac and chips. <laughs> How's that, Kirk? Right, right. Thanks. Better get, you better get a side soda with an extra ice. <laughs> There you go. There you go. You better, that, that's what you, I would you better, do. You better hit that salsa bar up and take as much as you can with that. Yeah. All right. That's sure. awesome. Drew, what for else sure. you got? This is so much fun, man. Like, let's keep going. What else you got? What else you want to talk about? Well, well, I heard you guys bring me in. So I want to talk. I do want to talk some golf because I, I do want to explain why that's the fastest wager sport on in all of sports. But before I saw, I, I heard you guys talk about the game tonight. I do have one player prop I want to share. Okay. I want to give out and, and see, see what Perk thinks about it. So I'm a big fan of the show. Carry on award, Ja Morant. Love the guy. So his over point total tonight is at 23 and a half. It's at that little juice we talked about. It's at minus 118. Mm. But let's break this, let's just break this down a little bit. The, the Wizards, they've allowed the opposing point guard over his average 10 out of 11 games, and they allowed the fourth highest points per game to point guards in the league. Now, Ja, as you said, well rested, back-to-back 35-point performances before the break, and he dumped 35 on the Wizards uh, last time he saw him. I'm taking the over here at 23 and a half points at minus 118. I like Jaws point total, especially and Perk. You like him at minus three. Check this out. Same game parlay. You can bet Ja Morant 24 points and the Grizz to win at plus 175. I'm sprinkling on that too. 24 points and the Grizzlies to win. Yeah. Plus 175. Mm. What do you think about that, Perk? I you know what? I actually like it. The only thing, the only thing about Ja Morant, right, is that. He's a winner, and he's always going to make the right play, right? And and that's the thing. Like, he could come out of this, and 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 that's the thing. Like, he's not afraid to feed who's ever, who's ever got it going on this team, whether it's Dylan Brooks, Big Valentunas. Like, he don't care. Like, he's going to keep feeding them. And so my thing is, is like when he has it going offensively, he gets buckets. Like, we know he could go, and he's capable of going for 40. We know that. But Ja is not a guy that's going to force it. 
You see what I'm saying? And then I do. I'm looking at the other end of it. Russell Westbrook, last time that they played, he dropped, I believe, like 32 or 34 on Russell Westbrook. He had a, a pretty impressive game on him. Russell Westbrook takes a lot of pride in these matchups. So he's going to attack Jock. They're going to guard each other. I'm afraid that maybe foul trouble plays a factor in this. I just, it's just I love Jock because he's a winner, but it's hard for me to take him when it comes down to him scoring. Maybe a little ru- maybe a little rust too. Like they were off off, you know? Maybe a little rust. No, but I actually I gotta think about that bet, Drew. I actually you put you you made me think of things a little different. I gotta think about that. Well, what this. about this? I mean, the the Grizz, they're they're five hundred right now, right? They're one game they're one back of the eight seed. And Perk, maybe you can you can speak on this uh better than anyone that is in my life. What's it like playing first game post all-star break in the middle of trying to get that all-star break? Are you feeling a little extra juice? I just think, I think Jaw's going to have a little spring in his step. He might want to show out. I mean, this is the first game back. You got to remember they're one game out of that eight seed chasing the Mavs. I just think he's going to be a little energized and he knows, listen, I like, I know Russ takes things personally, but you don't think Ja knows that Russ is guarding him tonight. Yeah. I think he's going to want to put up a statement. Yeah, and I also believe that Russ is going to want to put up a statement. We got to remember the Wizards are only like three games back from the eighth spot. Uh And so they're trying to win as well. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, ah, this really is a trap game in my opinion. Because, and now I'm looking at it also that Scott Brooks won't be on the sideline. I read earlier today that they're trying to push for him to come back second half. So having a different voice is is Mm -hmm. like that, that. That is different, especially on the road. My concern is I'm trying to – I want to see how Bradley Beal is going to come back. Right. Yeah, I don't think he had the most impressive of all-star showings. I mean, he was all right. I think he just got lost in the shuffle and overshadowed, right? You know why I'm taking the Grizzlies tonight is because I feel like they've they've been in Memphis. None of those guys went away. I saw a couple of those guys working out. Like Dylan Brooks and John Morant, they they were in the lab together. Like they didn't go on vacation; they were in the lab. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know what? They gonna come out on fire. And again, the X factor is not John Morant. It's not Dylan Brooks. It is Big Jonas down in the middle. the The Wizards don't have an answer for him. Hmm. He does whatever he wants. He catches wherever he wants to catches the damn basketball, and he goes to work. That's why I think the Wizards, I mean, the the Memphis Grizzlies tonight is a dead boat lock for us them winning the game. Nice. I like it. I like it. Drew, before we, d- before we get right into golf. Uh, yeah, because I want to hear golf. Yeah. I need to hear this. And, and we'll do it. We'll do it quick. Is, is can, can Gonzaga run the table? They're 26-0 right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can you run the table yeah. all the way through? All right. Yes. Yes. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, though. And we'll talk more about this uh, next week, hopefully, when, yeah. when when we do a whole March Madness breakdown. You're, you're coming back. I, we, we got you all the March, man. We're talking so much college yeah. hoops. Yeah. Hey, That's what I'm talking hey, about, Drew. I, I, yeah, I'm here, I'm, I'm here, Perk. But listen, Gonzaga better watch out for those Big Ten teams, Illinois, and my beloved hometown, Michigan Wolverines. I think those are the only two teams that realistically can give them any trouble. Um, they are a unbelievable squad. They're historical in their output with with their with their four offensive uh, studs, um, but you got to think that West Coast Conference. It's obviously it's it's an old 
it, you know, the, the narrative's tired, if you will. They don't play anybody. They don't play yeah. anyone. They, they, they can't control who they play. And they've been yeah. wiping the floor with everybody. Outscored BYU by 22 last night. However, I think come March, come that regional final, final four, I think if they see Illinois or Michigan, they could definitely get a run for their money. Okay, Drew, real quick, and I, I know you're about to dive into golf, but here's what I'm going to say about Gonzaga, okay? Yesterday I'm watching the game. It's on television. BYU come out and they punch them right in the mouth. They up 12 at the – I think, yeah, 12 at the half. BYU yep. up 12. Gonzaga, in the first three minutes, next thing I know, is like a two-point game. Like, not only – like they have pros and when i say pros it's like you could tell they're training at a different level like the 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 speed that they're playing at the size like you know a point five who's controlling the game a lot of dribble handoff action when they press it's a wrap because they have superior athletes like they're super athletic they're ripped up they look like grown men they are grown men but i'm talking about like professionals like they look like yeah. they've really been training with, like, LeBron. Like, like no, I was going to say, like, Bronny James. He looks like a professional right now. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but, but, gee, this is... Even, a, e- e- even like, bigger. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about these guys got tries on top of tries. Like, like, Ken- like Kendrick Perkins. There we go. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. They don't have whack bodies. But I get what you're saying. Illinois is, is something special. Obviously, they got great guard play in Michigan. We know what they're doing over there. But... I just, man, Gonzaga, I I watched them last night just to see. Like, I was wondering if they were going to come back on BYU and they just ate the league up. And it it was just, they just have athletes. They were scoring by 22 in the uh, second half. And you're right, Perk. It was was a matter of seconds that they were back in that game and pulling away. So then is is plus 250 to to win, to win it all in college, not, not good. Should they be heavier favorites? Gonzaga? So check this out. Check this out, G. This I'm glad you I'm glad you asked that. So you could take you could take and perk. I'm not sure if you've ever done this before, but you could take that plus two fifty ticket, and you're obviously getting two fifty odds. You know what's more advantageous for you to do is literally do a money line rollover parlay where every round they play, just take them on the money line to win, and if they win, just roll it over six times. You're gonna you're gonna get way more money than plus two fifty. I think that's a better play mm. for that short of odds. I like that. I, I like do too. That. I love a rollover, four hundred one k, a bet. Roll Yo. over the money line parlay, baby. Roll it on over. Yeah, Let's ro- go. Roll over vacation days, PTO. I love it. Give me all the rollover. All right, Drew. Let, tell us what we don't know and what we need to know about betting on golf. All right, G and Perk. Listen, golf <laughs> is the fastest wagered sport on in the world right now, and oh. it is so. It is so much fun, and the reason I think it's so much fun, if you're asking me my professional sharp opinion, it's because you can literally, the variety of things you can bet on, and it's so engaging. It's kind of a long burn. You bet on a game, it's two hours. You can bet on a golf match for four days and just periodically check in. It's just, it's, it's, it's more bang for your buck for entertainment. Also, quick story. My wife got a free promotion on one of the Michigan Sportsbook apps, so I put for her, on her behalf, I put 25 bucks on Bryson DeChambeau after the round Thursday at plus 450. So he's got this six-foot putt on 18 on Sunday to win, and she looks like she's on freaking fear factor like this. Oh, oh, oh. And, 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 then, and then he makes that putt, and it's like she's on extreme home makeover. Move that bus. Oh, she's going crazy. We're having fun. And listen, she would never watch golf in a million years, but she's got a little skin in the game. She likes it. The reason, the reason that golf is so popular, I believe, you can bet on anything. You can bet 
silly stuff like hole, holes in one props. You can bet on leader after the first round, top 40s, top 30s, top 20s, obviously outright winners, but that's small potatoes. You can bet matchups, nationality props. So explain, what I explain do, nationality props because I, I think I know what you mean by that, like by country, right? Countrymen. Exactly. For okay. example, there's nine Asian players in the field this week. You can bet Hideki Matsuzama to finish as the top player from Asia. Just wow. all he's competing against is nine is, is, is the nine other fellow players from, mm. from Asia. And I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a nationality prop yeah. in our foursome of picks here coming up. But I really believe uh what you know some of the partners are doing in the space. I think golf is exploding and I really think it's going nowhere but up. This is a trajectory the arrow is going straight north. I think it's only gonna get bigger and bigger because it truly is so engaging and so fun. And anyone that even plays golf or has played golf. I think what's cool about wagering on it is, you know, I can't, I'll never be able to do a drop step dunk over someone like Perk, right? I'm just, I'm not built that way. But once in a while, I can hit a 150 yard shot within four feet and make a birdie. That feels pretty good. I just think you're watching the golf out there. And once in a while, they do something that you can do. But also once in a great while, they'll hit a terrible shot. They'll hit one in the water and you go, I know how that feels. Right. <laughs> right. And golf and NBA, yeah. NBA and golf are so synonymous. We we got a lot of we got a lot of NBA golfers, Steph Curry, Andre Iguodala, Ray Allen, Michael Jordan, Charles. I mean, so many ballers are are big into golf. So this is this is a lot of fun for us. You said you had a couple of picks that you like, right, Drew? Yeah. So I'm gonna do a foursome of picks and I'm just gonna try to outline the different I did this intentionally to try to outline the different types of picks you can bet in golf. So you get a nice wide variety. So my first pick. First of all, the Players' Championship is this weekend. Yep. It's, it's often, it's considered kind of the fifth major of golf. TBC Sawgrass, beautiful track. It's got 49 of the top 50 players in the world and the biggest purse of the tournament, including all four majors in the year. $2.7 million for mm. first. That's a big bag. And these guys are going to be shooting for it. Now, this is a pretty hard, and historically, this has kind of been a hard tournament to predict because there's so much high variance of the winners. There's young studs. There's old season veterans. There's guys long off the tee. There's short hitters that putt well. It's kind of hard to get a correlation. However, I, I did uncover the last 10 years, the winner of this tournament has finished no worse than tied for 22nd in his last event. Hmm. So I got these picks. All these guys are in good form. So I'm going to give you four examples of a golf bet that we can do. Number one, I'm betting this guy to make the cut. Now, making the cut means you just have to survive half the field. Half yep. the field gets cut after Friday's round. So all you have to do is get to the weekend and you're cashing your ticket. My guy, Andrew Putnam, premium ball striker, his last three tournaments tied for fourth, tied for fifth, tied for seventh. I'm betting him to make the cut. I could not believe this. I about fell out of my chair. Plus money. He's plus 105 just to make the cut. I love this bet. I bet it, Andrew Putnam, to make the cut at plus 105. What a golf second, name. What a good golf name. Putnam? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. exactly. Great, he's, great he's golf gonna, name. He's going to be putting him into the, into the cut. <laughs> you, you had to, G. You had to. Uh, the, the second one, my guy, Harold Varner III. He's affectionately called HV3. Oof. I'm going to bet him to, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to bet him to top 40. And this, the price here is plus 250. Now, the problem with HV, HV3 is sometimes he'll mm -hmm. miss a cut. Uh, he'll have a bad first two rounds, but if he gets the weekend, he's dangerous. Tied for 21st. This is the last event. He tied for seventh here in 2018 at the Players' Championship. I love this plus money. We've got Harold Varner III tied, 
tied 40 or best. And if, just so you know, if you, if you tie for 40, your bet cashes. HV3 so though, like you don't want to accidentally miss that acronym and, and call it, you know, something that it sounds like. So you got to be careful with that. All right. We'll call, we'll call him, uh, we'll call him a uh, Harold Varner the third. Var Varner, yeah. yeah, let's call him. Yeah. Varner, yeah. Var Varner three. All right. Varner three. <laughs> Varner three. Uh, a third bet. Uh, we're going to play a matchup here. Now everyone saw Bryson last week and how emotional uh, that, that was for him. And he, he had to get down the last putt. Now, there's nothing that goes on more between the years in golf than Bryson DeChambeau. He's like a mad scientist, yep. emotionally, physically. I think he's going to be a little tired this week. I'm looking to fade him. I'm going to play Patrick Cantley in a 72-hole matchup against Bryson DeChambeau at minus 103. Um, Cantley tied for 15th in his last uh, event at the Genesis in, in your backyard, Gina, in L.A. He, before that, second and third, he's a premium ball striker. I love... I love his consistency and just kind of his cerebralness. I'm taking him in a 72 matchup to beat Bryson DeChambeau at minus 103. And my last bet, wait, wait, my so favorite that's bet. Just, that's just head-to-head, -head, right? He, so he just has to beat DeChambeau. That's it. Doesn't just head-to-head. Head. Okay, got you. Okay. 72 holes. And here's the thing. If if Cantley, let's just say if Cantley, as happened to me, if Cantley makes the cut and DeChambeau for whatever reason misses that cut. You win. Head to the, head to the window, baby. Yeah, head to yeah, the window. Yeah. We got it. <laughs> right. So... This is my favorite bet, I think, all week. My favorite golfer on tour right now. He doesn't look like a golfer. He looks like a shooting guard. My boy, Tony Finau. They wow. call him Top 10 Tony. He has had 174 career events. He's finished in the top 10 44 times. This calendar year, 10 events, 50%. Five top 10s. The guy is banging down the door for a win. He can't get the monkey off his back. He's so close. I'm not betting him to win. I'm not betting him for a top 10. His top five odds to, to get the top five of the tournament plus 400. However, you can bet he's going to finish top five U.S. of A American golfer. We're going to bet him a top five American finisher at plus 275. Because guess what? You don't have to mess with the Rory McIlroy. You don't yeah. have to mess with the John Rahm or Victor Hovland or Joaquin Neiman or whoever. And by the You're way, and by the way, no, no Tiger Woods, right? I mean, so that also changed a sure. lot of this. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. So I'm betting Tony Fino, top five American finisher, plus 275. I'll go ahead and make that my best bet for the week in the Players' Ooh. Championship. I like I'm that. Tony Fino, top five American. Yeah. Perk, what do we, uh, let's, we should, we got to do this, man. We got to get into hit here, right? Wow. It's a must. And, and it is a must, Perk. And it wouldn't be, it, listen, those are my foursome, uh, my foursome golf picks. It wouldn't be, a golf podcast uh, segment without we got to pick a couple outright winners. So I'm I'm naming this 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 um, segment is called my Cold Stone Creamery Locks because <laughs> I like one, I love one, and I gotta have one. Here we go. Who do I like? I like Webb Simpson at twenty to one. He won in 2018. He's a premium ball striker, and he's just known as probably the best golfer in the world after the tee shot. Second shot in, he's in great form. He's going off at twenty to one right now. I'll sprinkle something on that wow. to win. Wow. Um, I love Matsuzama, 40 to 1. He's finished in the top 25 here, four of the last five events. And this tournament, fun fact about this tournament, they actually played the first round last year, something crazy, like March 11th, and then the world shut down. Literally, that was yeah. the last sporting event before COVID, so they canceled the tournament. The first round is off the record books, but guess what? He shot career, he shot the course record last year in the first round, firing a 64. I love Matsuzama here. I'm going to sprinkle on him at 41. And my gotta have it, my gotta have it. One of my guys, Kevin Kisner, he's a Twitter goldmine. He's funny. He went to school in South Carolina. He's an SEC boy. 
He lost in a playoff here in 2015 to Ricky Fowler, but he's going off at 100 to 1 odds. So, Perk, you know, I, I hear you dropping, you know, you're going to lay stacks and you're going to drop a bag. Here's what I'm going to do. You're going to be impressed with this. I'm dropping, I'm laying a Lincoln. I'm laying a Lincoln. That's a $5 bill. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just la- put a dollar I, on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm laying a Lincoln to buy, to get a nickel because five went to 500. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay I'm gonna lay a Lincoln oh. to get the nickel, 100 to one odds. Yeah, Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm laying a C-note then. If you land a Lincoln, I'm laying a C-note. <laughs> if you're confident, I'm doing it. There just, you go. Just based there off the strength of, uh, of this man's tweets, Kisner, right? Oh, that's dope. He's, he's, he, he, is, he, is, he is a very, very funny man. And uh, listen, he can, he can play this course. He's a premium ball striker. If his putter gets hot, I think he's going to be in it. And I honestly, I was dumbfounded his odds were triple digits. So 100 to 1. So just in review, we got yep. Andrew Putnam to make the cut, plus 105. Harold Varner, the third, top 40, plus 250. We got Patrick Cantlay at minus 103 in a matchup against Bryson DeChambeau. Top five, Tony, baby. Top five, American finisher, Tony Finau, plus 275. That's my favorite. 20 to one, I like 20 that. 20 to one sprinkle. Yep, 20 to one sprinkle on Webb. Uh, 40 to one sprinkle on Matsuzama. And laying the Lincoln to win the nickel. Yeah. 100 to one, Kevin Kisner. Put a dollar on it. And guys, you like Jot. Let's just recap. You, We like the Grizz. Perk's like, Perk likes the Grizz tonight. But you like Jot for the over. 23 and a half. I think he gets 24 points tonight. Yep. You like you guys both seem to like Northwestern in college. The big yeah, one, the big one we talked about was North Texas. You, we like them for the for the half, the game, and we like the under. Is that right, Drew? Yeah, I'm gonna take. I, I'm laying the under 59 in the first half, and like yeah. I said, it's either gonna be a really, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a. We're either gonna be popping corks or going to bed early. <laughs> uh, it, it, but we'll see. We're gonna go with the under 59. Perk, I think Perk's gonna yeah. split his bet. First, first half. Nine. Yep. 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 Per- Minus per- nine. There you go. Per- Perk also likes Xavier over Butler for the first half. Love uh, it. University of Texas, San Antonio, UTSA sounds like insurance. But anyway, let's take them for the game over Charlotte. We got North Carolina, right, Perk? And then we like Providence in the first half over DePaul. And by the way, we think San Antonio's coming out tonight to beat the Mavs. Shout out to Marta Rosen. And the Knicks cover against the Bucks. They're plus Absolutely. 10. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You got to take the Knicks with the points. That's what we got right there. Drew, tell us where we can uh, where we can find West Coast Gamblers and when you guys are are, are making the big uh, relaunch. Yeah, because I need to, I need to be on there, Drew. Yep. Perk, anytime, man. We already we we already, we got Lenardi next week. We'll get you on the week after that. Yep. Um. So we are on anywhere you get your podcast, West Coast Gamblers. We're on Twitter, West Coast Gams, because we're trying to find what <laughs> West Coast G A M B S. Because you can only um, have I think fourteen characters in your handle. Uh, so, it's, yeah. Yeah. I know it's so annoying. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. So West Coast Gams, but check us out. Yep. Uh, we appreciate the support. And uh, I am Drew Crookston, Schaefer the Sharp. My Twitter handle is Drew Schaefer. Yeah, and shout out Tony and Dangles. These guys are so good. Perk, you're gonna love them joining their pod. You guys were the Betting Academy Hoops Edition. That's Perk. I'm G. You know us at Kendrick Perkins at Gina Paradiso at Betting Academy. But also check us out on Spotify under the Money Grab banner. Let's get the hell out of here. Drew's going to come back next week. You guys, we got March Madness. It's going to be like a fury for the next couple of weeks for us in college hoops during the dog days of the NBA, right? All right, y'all. Absolutely. See y'all next week. Appreciate it, Drew. Yes, sir. Perk, you're the man. Let me go drop that C note on them all. It's going to go. I need that (laughs) lettuce, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it, man.